Why do they need to have a... Oh, God. Everything's getting a sequel now. Everything's getting a reboot or sequel or a a Netflix documentary. Yeah, because now Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite is getting a reboot? Sequel. A, sequ- a sequel? Come on. It's about 15 years too late, I think, for that. Well, what did I see the other day? Oh, Beverly Hills. Troop Beverly Hills. Wasn't even a good movie. Was that? The one with Shelley Long. Oh, I'm, I, get, I, get, I get the one confused. Or there was one that was, I think it was like Goldie Hawn was in it. That's what I think. No, of. no, no, no. You're thinking of Private Benjamin or something like okay, that. No. no. But Troop Beverly Hills kind of like that. Troop Beverly Hills not nearly as good as that. Hmm. Which, Troop, Beverly which... Hills, Troop Beverly Hills was supposed to be in the movies after leaving Cheers. How did that work out for you? <laughs> yeah, and Kirstie Alley. Well, she had some hits. She she had some success after she left Cheers. Oh, Kirstie Alley? Kirstie Alley. Well, no, point... that's right. No, Kirstie Alley stayed until Cheers ended. So Right, but the point being is that that's why I kind of laugh because I'm like, that's what, why uh... would you? I mean, talk about, if anything, the show got better after Shelley Long left. Same thing um... can be said about Will Wheaton leaving TNG. Although he had, there were a couple of good episodes with Wesley later on. Once I figured out what to do with them, like some season two ones, and there when there's a, uh, the final one he was in, I think it's season four before he left to join Starfleet. It was the final mission. He's on the planet on a desert planet with Picard. And, yeah, uh, the shady uh, shuttle captain. But that was a good one. Well, I always just kind of laugh because it's like. You read some of the what is out there on like when they started the show and it's like their go to episodes were okay, what what's screwing around? What's what problem is data having today? What can we do with the kid today? And it's like Jesus. Yeah, well, there really? was like the season best? one and two episodes where like, hey, you know, uh Wesley gets a girlfriend, maybe, probably not. Yeah, where it pretty much turned into that, the, like, the, like for a while, where it was pretty much like everything, every other episode was like a Data or Wesley problem. And every once in a while, like, something would pop up where it was like, hey, let's do a story about, like, Worf or Deanna A lot of the Worf stories were awesome, actually, or... after season two. Well, yeah, after, se- yeah, well, after season two. Season well, three, four, five, and six was, and TV Genu was great. Well, Season like 7 said, went to shit. Like I said, it's the part where I kind of laugh because it's like, you know, they they just they started the show with like no thought process on any of this. And then well, and they then started the show like, with no writers. TNG, that is. Yeah, right. And it's like that. And then as time went on, it was like, oh, it's finally going to, you know, it picks up after a couple of seasons. So it's mm-hmm. like. There were some no, good God. ones in season two, but season three is what really started to hit its stride. I kind of laugh because in this day and age, if you don't make it past season one, for a lot of times, especially, you know, I, although I shouldn't say that. I well, mean, obviously, TNG Discovery, almost got canceled after season one. Did it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, there was a documentary I found. It was called like um, Battle on the Bridge or something like that. Of all the 
all the studio infighting and all the having to put up with Gene Roddenberry and because Gene was not a fan of a lot of the things that were going on in TNG. Like I said, everything's getting a reboot, sequel, or Netflix, Netflix documentary. Or a wine. Got your news? I, no, I guess. Are we recording? Or oh, we, we are always recording, my friend. Oh, well then, welcome to the Squares of the Roundtable podcast. Uh, my name is Jeff Stein, and with me is Mike Boyle. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike's Ivan. not here. Ivan's here instead. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now, uh, <clears throat> our friend Ivan has gone into hibernation. He's dug a hole in his cave. And he will be out in October in time for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So we will see him then. His, his cave. Is he like the groundhog? We see six more weeks of winter. <laughs> six Does more. Uh, if he sees his shadow over his record collection, then yeah. yeah, yeah. Then six more weeks of it? summer. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh, man. Actually, he'd be okay with six more weeks of summer. Yeah. I think he'd be not so happy with six more weeks of winter. I could uh, leave my shirt off. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Ivan. Hope he's listening. Maybe. I don't know if he's allowed to use technology. Uh, I have no idea. I think I, he's I, plugged in his rotary phone. Letter. Uh, wow, really? I have his mailing address in case I need to get a hold of him in three to five business the, days. Is he going to plug in the, vi- the, the, the thing that sounds like a vibrator that's really an air conditioner? Air conditioner. <laughs> I think he's got a Briggs and Stratton engine on it or something. It sounds like have you ever seen those episodes of Howard Stern where they bring out like the 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 which is the thing that the girls sit on that is supposedly this ultimate like orgasm machine thing. Oh yeah, like, I'm gonna porn stars on, on my show. Oh yeah, it'd be great. It'd be Ray Robin. Oh yeah. So it's like when Ivan turns on his air conditioner, that's what it sounds like. I think that might be the gate on his microphone too. Like when he doesn't talk for a while. Like the background noise gets louder and louder and louder, and then when he finally talks, it's like boom. That's yeah. That's the gate on his mic, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna miss the fact that he, you know, that no one's gonna be making uh, macaroni in the middle of the show or rice krispie treats during rice the show. Rice krispie treat. Yeah. 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 I'm quite far away from the kitchen, so I'm not able to yeah. do that. Well, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> such uh, is life. Now, we, we, as we're recording this, we're finishing up the holiday weekend, and you know it's been kind of a weird, you know it's kind of a weird holiday weekend. I mean, I guess some people were out there and about and doing barbecuing and doing their thing. I, I gotta be honest, for me, it was kind of like a weird three day weekend because it's like well, I'm not really doing anything and I'm not really wanting to go anywhere, so I think I'll just kind of stay in the apartment. And, at least you had the windows open, right? It was nice weather this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's nice to be able to sleep with the window open. I get a lot my, my my nights. I sleep a lot better with the window open, without um, the air on. I gotta be honest. I probably keep the air on a little bit more, but then I like things a lot colder than a lot of people. So yeah, I sleep better when it's colder. Then I can just throw yeah. layers on. Right, right. I'm I'm kind of that way. I'm I'm kind of with you. There's some people that like it really warm, and I'm like, if I ever had, you know. Yeah, then you wake up, and you're in a pool of your own sweat, and you got to kick all the covers off. That's like, no way, man. I'd much rather go the other way. I'm with you on this entirely, which is the the whole concept of um, going with a minimalist. It's getting into the low 50s at night, so it's like really cold, and then you got to get up to get a drink of water or, or take a piss and they're like oh, it's so cold hey, jump back in the covers. That, that's that's the real problem the, the second <laughs> one is the real problem 
is the part where you're like, I don't want to get out of bed. But I got to take a pee. But I, I really want to, like, you wake up, and it's like, shit, I got to pee. Right. And you're like, can I sleep through? No. No, I'd Just rather go back. Not. Well, it's the part, well, I, you know, it's that part. Then you have the dream where you're swimming in the ocean, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, no. No. Oh, man. Then there's the other dream that's like that, but we're not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I did have once uh, the dream where I felt like I was falling and I woke up and I was half half out of the bed over the, <laughs> looking at the floor. That that was that was not good. I don't know, but sometimes you have that kind of feeling like if I go back to sleep, I think my bladder will hold, you know. And you're like, okay, <laughs> is it that kind of thing where I could like? It's like no, mind over matter. Your anyway. bladder's like she cannot take much more of it, is Captain. Yeah, shut up, Scotty. We're going back to bed. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I spent. You'll get kicked out of this. So I, so I spent most of the weekend. Um, next weekend, we're doing a um, online RPG weekend, and uh, we're doing like this big special, this big special event. And is it more D like, six oh, Star Wars? Yeah, D six Star Wars. Okay, cool. And. Um, so when I started to put this thing together, I was like, I've put events like this stuff together before, but it's all in person. And I didn't realize how much more work it was going to be to do this as an online thing. And so, like, we've been, like, throwing some stuff together to get this all to work. And it's like, oh, God, this is taking more work. It's, I, I spent, like, most of the weekend, like, um, on this and it was funny because you know they were like it can't be any old thing and they kept on like telling me what I couldn't write and what I couldn't talk about what I couldn't do which only left certain aspects of things that I had left that I could use and do and I'm kind of laughing because it's turning into something where it's like really really dangerous and really really deadly and I'm like kind of sitting there going okay well the players might die but that's not my fault <laughs> They can live. Uh, you got to make it a challenge. Oh, this is beyond a challenge. Okay. This is this this is the kind of thing where we're like, all right. So how does this group? Because like we've got like a higher level, more experience table, and a lower table, and we're like, you know, the experience table might die too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like the experience table might actually die, and people are like, yeah, right. And I'm like, I, the only reason I'm not saying exactly what it is because there might be some people who are li- who could listen to the show, but I'm like literally like, mm, if you only knew what I'm unleashing or what we're unleashing, it's like, yeah, not so much. If you only um, knew the power. Yeah, and then we're creating a dark Jedi that I'm just like sitting there going, this is going to be so wrong. It's like, it, it, the funny part is, is that like I've been creating this with somebody else and I'm I, telling you mike i'm kind of like it's been a lot of fun at the same time i'm like sitting there going well i'm having fun i don't know if they're gonna have fun but i'm having fun <laughs> you know um well part of the gm I'm... job is to set the mood too the players can sometimes do that organically but the gm can some by the way things are described or the way the narrative follows you can Make it fun or make it a terror. So the the irony is, though, 
we're running so we're gonna have like for this event we're having like 34 players whoa wow you just think when you play like do you think of like a role-playing like pencil and paper role-playing game you think like five or six people in a party well keep in mind there's gonna be multiple tables okay so yeah that's why this is really becoming one of the tables i don't have to worry about two of the tables what we're writing is for really kind of that and the irony is the table that i'm running has nothing to do with that and i kind of need to work on that because that's a long-term thing and it has to do with huts but you're writing the story collaboratively with someone else yeah with somebody else and then two other people are going to judge those things which Mm. is why i also have to think that one out i'm like so there's a part of me where i'm kind of like uh, some of those people might be ready to kill me when this is over, but I don't care. Um, they said make it interesting. Okay. I could have made it the usual ho-hum bullshit, but... Make it memorable. Yeah. Yeah, we want something memorable. Oh, this will be memorable. <laughs> this will be memorable. Um, you know, like I said, it was like one of the things I did for a tease. I'm like, I don't know if everyone's going to like this, but you're going to remember this. And then you're gonna have stories about it. Hmm. That I can that I can assure We've you. Got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, all right. Maybe I could tease it a little bit. Let's just say volcanoes, volcanoes, Jedi's, dragons. Okay. That's all I gotta tell you. Okay. Oh, and killer droids. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the only good news is the objective is not to beat them all. The objective is to get, like, the missing people, so. Oh, like a rescue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the only good news is it's, like, technically they can be like, we got them! Run away! Run away! Run away, exactly, yeah. Run away! The problem is players sit there and go, no, we don't have to run away. This is why we play the game. And they're like, no, this is the time you should run away. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what about you? Anything? Uh, you didn't have to, like, work this week, this past week. Yeah, I worked you? all day today. Oh, God. Because I thought that I had jury duty starting tomorrow, but I got a letter. Like I said, I got a letter about a month ago saying, you know, I got a summons to jury duty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, crap. So, like, a week ago, I got a letter, another letter from the county seat. And I didn't mm-hmm. open it until yesterday. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I better find out what I got to do, where I got to be. So, Sunday afternoon, I opened this letter. And it says, you've been excused from jury duty. Your summons for September 8th uh, can be destroyed. I'm like, yay! But I'm like, oh, well, now it's like, like I figure I'm just going to work all day, Labor Day, just to make up for being gone for Monday and probably or Tuesday and probably Wednesday. But I was like, no, no. So well, I got to work. So I got to work tomorrow too. It's like, which sucks. Oh, do you? I was going to say, at yeah. least you get the two days off during the middle of the week. Uh, right? No, I got no. I got to go. <laughs> <clears throat> so you know, uh, I don't have to go to, to sit in a room for six hours or whatever. Uh, and this was a, like pettit jury, not like grand jury or anything like that. I was summoned mm-hmm. to pettit jury and I was like group nine, but they sent the letter saying, yeah, because of COVID and social distancing, we, we picked too many jurors, so we don't need you. So, which is good. I bit the bullet. I think the last time I got summoned jury duty 
It was like 2006. So, it's mm. so, um, another, hopefully another 13 years I've dodged that bullet. So, okay, so I worked all day today, and the people were stupid. Oh, oh boy. Yesterday, oh, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was last, some, was it Thursday, Friday last week? I had one guy. It was a doozy. Okay. All right. The guy comes in, and he says, yeah, I want to rekey a lock. I got two deadbolts that use two different keys, so I want one rekeyed to the other. I'm like, okay. All right, well, I'm going to lunch now, and if you bring it back in, like, say, in about an hour, I'll be back. He's like, okay. So an hour passes. He comes in. I was like, okay. And they're ready to rekey my lock. Okay. He puts the two keys on the counter. I said, where's the lock? He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I need the lock here in order to rekey it. I can't do anything to the keys to make the keys work in a different lock. Oh, boy. I can't rekey the lock from here. I need the lock to rekey it. He's like, oh, oh, it is going to bring that. Like, oh, my God. No more than I just like, like when Ramses, like, like holds his fists up to the sky when his army is drowned in the Red Sea. That's what I wanted to do at that very moment. I was just like. People are so stupid. Yeah, but no. See, I got it. I can make that mistake. You need the lock. How I can't do anything to the key to make the key work in a different lock. Okay. Yeah, I need the lock here. But he didn't bring the lock. He just brought the two keys and thought I could just wave a magic wand and say, "Okay, now they both work." So yeah, that happened. <laughs> I'm just been we've been busy and I don't know. At least I got caught on a jury duty, but um, but oh well. But I watched a okay, we were talking about this early when we started. Uh, I found a Netflix documentary called uh, High Score. Uh, it's okay. about the gaming industry, but the video gaming industry, mm-hmm. like like for they started first they started with like game cabinets and second they started with you know the birth of Nintendo. And then how uh, Sega came up and and uh, to compete with Nintendo because at the time before Sega came to prominence, Nintendo had like ninety eight percent. Although the first episode was also about Atari. How um, I was going to say yeah. they don't go further back like to the Intellivisions or the ColecoVision. Well, they or... do touch upon it because um, the Atari. Was cartridge based, obviously, which able to be, but I mean, if you had a ColecoVision right. or an Intellivision, you bought it, you had one game, maybe. Sometimes they had a, like a toggle switch. Well, on no, because the... ColecoVision had the Atari adapter. Right. So, I mean, really, in reality, what you did was you bought ColecoVision because it had cool games, and then you bought the Atari adapter. Okay. And then you could play both. What I remember is Intellivision had a decent baseball game for the time. I think they had decent sports. Now, compared to what, what is today and what it was back then, decent sports probably most most kids today would be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Looks like Pog. Um, yeah, and that's they're, they're, they, there's one episode that deals with Sega about how Sega wanted to get more into sports games. And with the higher, with the stronger, like the 16-bit system they had with Genesis, they were mm-hmm. able to compete with Nintendo with getting sports games, better graphics and right. better, uh, faster gameplay and faster processing. Where the 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 guy who worked at Sega, it was his pet project to get a football game, and 
how he approached John Madden about they took a train ride, I think, from uh, Denver to L.A. or something like that. Because obviously, because, you know, uh, John Madden didn't fly. He was on the train. So it's like right. two days on a train talking to John Madden about football. And he thought he would start to go low because John Madden knew the 7-7 seven, seven, uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. And, but no, John Madden's like, nope, you got to go full 11 players each way. So they, mm-hmm. they, they it was a challenge. But, yeah, they came up with that. And Sega was well known for its sports games for the longest time. They right. wanted to compete now, with Madden's the older right. demographic rather than the Nintendo was being geared towards kids. They wanted like to catch like the older brother who would get into the, uh, the more sports games and stuff like that. Right, yeah, in college, like in the nine in the nineties, when I was in college, I mean, if you wanted like the role, the like the more role playy strategy games, you 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 usually had the Super Nintendo. But if you were like, if you wanted sports games, yeah, because they had like the NHL hockey game, and they had Madden. Well, John Madden football, I think, started on the PC, but Sega was the first to put it in a cartridge, or at least on a on a. In you a know, I don't know where form. Madden started. I just know that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've heard rumblings that Madden isn't what it. Madden, like, there's kind of Madden. There's been some backlash lately about Madden that it's not nearly the game that it used to be anymore, and that people are complaining. But well, everyone I, complains I about everything in ages. now. Well, I haven't uh, played in ages, so yeah. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I can't answer that. But yeah, that's an interesting documentary. They focus a lot on the competitive gaming because they mm-hmm. they speak to like each episode. They talk to one person who competed in like a gaming uh, tournament. Like they talked mm-hmm. to this one person who was like at the first like Atari Space Invaders tournament, where they mm-hmm. flew this person to I think New York City and. Um, they won, but it was a good, uh, but then there was another one where they talked to, with, during the Sega one, where they had to come up with a mascot to compete with Mario when they, uh, when a lot of stuff, a lot of this is in subtitles too, because they talked to a lot of the Japanese designers mm. and they talked to the guy who came up with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. And they, they talked to this other kid, sorry, well, he's a guy now, but I mean, it was the one who it was a kid where he would, they would have like these. I think MTV had a, a special called Rock the Rock where they had like a Sonic the Hedgehog tournament on Alcatraz. Mm. But it, mm. it was interesting. I'm four episodes in. I just have two more to go. The fifth one, I think, is about fighting games. And, of course, they're going to talk about the censorship because of the violence in the the the, the fighting games like Mortal Kombat. You know, like when dude pulls his spine out of the other player when in fatality, stuff like that. Or finish him. And then yeah. episode six, I forget what that's about. But I'll, I'll finish it next week. But How many episodes are there? There are six episodes. Okay. It's called High Score. It's on Netflix. It was good, though. It was all right. Uh, and, of course, I had flashbacks of playing Nintendo at my friend's house. Like We played yeah. Ul- Ultima on the 8-bit Nintendo because it had, like, a, a battery-powered save. You had, like, I think it had, like, three saves in it. So this is like one of the first cartridge games that had like a memory in it where it would save your game. So we were like always super duper careful. Like we'd never play like if there's a thunderstorm or a chance of the power going out mm-hmm. so we wouldn't lose our save. 
Oh God. <laughs> but I was yeah, yeah it was, it was interesting. Uh, had, I remember uh, playing. I remember playing Ultima on the computer as a kid. Mm-hmm. In in high school, I remember that being a thing. That Ultima was kind of a thing, and I think it still exists. But I don't know. I have I, I I imagine it still technically exists out there. But yeah, yeah I. Yeah, Where Ultima was based on your um, how how good a person you are, because I guess when the creator found out, like he would like, hey, what how'd you what do you do in the game? People are like, no, they're pillaging and they're killing yeah. everybody and. They're like, oh well, now we need to create it so you like be virtuous, you know. Like if you, yeah, you know, if you rob this one shop, then you're not going to get like you know the magic sword. You'll need to beat the bad guy at the end, you know, stuff like that. Where he well, changed the rules know, just to just to not not don't be a dick, pretty much. <laughs> the problem is, see, it's funny because a lot of the people who played those games in the early days and do that stuff, and it still happens today. Mm-hmm. When you when you watch some of that stuff and it happens, okay is the part where it's like... I mean, because I've had... Look, I've had this happen before where I'm on a role-playing game. And it's like, you see this homeless man on the street. Oh! Murder hobo! <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> like, oh, God. Really? No! <laughs> I mean, there is the... There are all the jokes about murder hobos, but the truth is, that's like a thing. I mean, <sighs> like... You go into the you go into the bar. Okay, I slug the first person I find. You know, so we can start the bar fight. Or I don't want to pay this guy, so I kill him. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's that's legit. I mean, that stuff really happens. Mm-hmm. It's just like really. Yeah, the creator of Ultima changed that so people could be like good. <laughs> Oh well, that's no. like both. Then mean, you got then later years later we have Grand Theft Auto where you're just like hijacking, you know, carjacking and killing people all, for all. Yeah, that. where it's like literally, and, I believe, and spending money on hose. Yeah, I was gonna say, I heard or see. I think they finally did away with it, but there was like stuff where it's like you could rape somebody in there, and I'm like, really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I've never played Grand Theft. I'll admit that. I, I, you know, a lot yeah. of the stuff that's current, I have. I have not played like the the Xboxes and all that stuff, and looked at that stuff to, at, at all. Um, yeah, but it brings I, I back. Just, but he talked about the early games like you know Space Invaders mm-hmm. and Pac Man. But it's you know it was really really good. It was uh, interesting. So I'd catch it, it if you it, could. I think the thing that amazes me is, like, if you were like a huge, like Atari champion or something like that back in the day. There weren't no money in it. I mean, there weren't like I mean, there might have been tournaments, but nothing like what you see. Well, yeah, now. it's huge today. I mean, like the one kid that won the Sonic tournament, I think got like twenty five thousand dollars. Right now, I mean, there's now like, it's like multi million dollar prizes, and there's stadiums filled with these people. Yeah, and there's teams, and there's yep. like we grew up in the wrong era. Yeah, you look I mean, at the we, we, like we, kids we, playing. We, I'm gonna play Fortnite professionally. I'm like what? Right. I mean, that's the part that absolutely kills me is it's like the things we talked about as kids, as kids where it was like, oh, you know, we're all going to be a professional Pac-Man player. Everybody, you know, today, not so. I mean, there's guys who it's like, OK, I'm a professional Madden player. Really? 
How much does that pay? Oh, more than I make in like three years. Got it. Good to know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what. To... Sometimes I really kind of laugh. It's like what? Ha- it's like they should like have to like pay into like a pension for us old gamers or something like that. You know, to like give back. Mm. I feel like I feel like we deserve that. What what game did you put the most quarters in at the arcade? Oh wow. At what age? Um Wow, seriously, at what age? I might yeah, Well, say you got a stack of quarters and you could pick any game cabinet you want. What do you want in front of you? Are we talking arcade or are we talking about um... arcade? Like you have to go to the arcade. Oh man. You know, probably NBA Jam. Okay. Probably old school NBA Jam. Um, I that game was a lot of fun back in the day. That yeah. was that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I kind of laugh. I mean, I kind of wish, and I, maybe it does exist. I have no idea. But like the old school eight bit Tecmo football. They should have, like, tournaments with that. Instead of, like, the Madden and stuff like that. Watch, I bet they do. They probably do, and I don't know. Well, if you don't, like, if you can't find it, I'm sure you can find it online if there's an emulator for it or whatever. Well, it's not even an emulator. I bet they really legit have these things. Yeah, like, you know, some little thing you could plug into your TV, yeah, with an HDMI. Mm -hmm. um, Well, no, I mean, like, thousands of dollars for playing Tecmo oh. 8-bit football. <laughs> I mean, that'd be kind of amazing. It's like, okay, everybody's fighting to get Bo ja- get the get the Raiders and Bo Jackson because he's practically unstoppable. Or they want they want um, you want uh, the New York Giants because Lawrence Taylor's on there and he's like practically unstoppable as well. Hmm. Um, although the Bears on that game are pretty evil too because they run the one play where they run the screen pass to Walter Payton Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. Um, yeah, Did you play like I the mean, multiplayer like uh, games, like the like X Men or the Ninja Turtles, where you like get a couple yes. of friends, so you could yes. like just yeah. You know, we had like a couple of friends of mine. We did that. We put like seven bucks into the Simpsons game, and we beat mm. it. Uh, wow, that's good. I don't think I've ever we've ever actually I've ever actually beat one of those games. Like the one that comes to my mind immediately is um, what was it? I think like the first one of those that I can remember is like that Gauntlet game. Yeah, I remember Gauntlet. Yeah, that was another yeah. one we have friends of mine did. You know, like we had to come on, stay together. Or you got to stay on the screen. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay, we're all going down the next level. Okay. Wizard, your life force is running out. Yeah. I mean, I remember that. That that mm. seemed to be a... Dwarf needs food badly. Dwarf needs food. <laughs> I feel like that scene in, like, uh... In, uh, 16 Candles. The Donga needs food! <laughs> uh, I don't... Yeah. I'm trying to think. It's... And the X-Men, uh, wasn't... You know... I was yeah. more DC as a kid. I didn't know who the X-Men were, but I just liked Colossus. Like, you just power up and go, Arr! and that was me. Yeah. I, I seem to remember there was a, there was a really bad Avengers game. 
I don't remember. That was like that too. And the only reason I remember is because they'd have Captain America at the end. If you didn't, if you ended up where you lost, where you like were at like game over and you could continue the game, and Captain America would say, "America still needs your help." <laughs> and it, it, that was it was funny as a kid. You're like, "Oh, I'm letting down America." <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain. Like, no, I'm letting down Captain America. I can't do that. I got to put another quarter in, man. Captain yeah, America is going to hate me. Yes, exactly. You know, there is that whole thought <laughs> process where it's like, oh my God. I don't remember the, the Avengers game. Yeah, remember the that, Ninja that, Turtles, the Simpsons, they don't you know, like the side scrollers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And the, yeah, the Simpsons one where you, that was the one where like Maggie gets captured and you, the four yeah, other right. Simpsons Yeah, right. I remember gotta, the Simpsons one. Yeah. Well, we played that I mean, one, I yeah. think the most prolific of all of them was the Ninja Turtle one. Yep, yep. That was probably the most prolific. I mean, if you yep. had four friends, it was like, and people would watch. People would watch. Oh yeah. If you had four. If you had four and, guys, and if one of you guys you bowed at, out, another one would jump in. Yeah. As the whatever oh, yeah. you know. Who was who was your turtle? Who was your turtle? I can't remember. I was always Leonardo. Yeah, I want to say I think I took Donatello a lot. Yeah, staff. Okay. Yeah, I think I took Donatello. Um, but yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I think that's the amazing part is is they'd have that stuff and you'd watch. See, NBA Jam was like that too, except it was more ver- it's more of a versus game because you could go two on two. Uh huh. And if you, um, you know, so so it was one of those where it was like, okay, sometimes you go head to head with people. It's like, oh god, you know, people be watching. It would be like, you know, like you're actually playing in the association a little bit. You know, yeah. Just watching was, this documentary. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Like, no, just talking. Well, watching this documentary, thinking back to when, like, like, okay, we got to get quarters, and I didn't know, like, when Space Invaders hit in Japan, mm-hmm. it created a national shortage of 100 yen coins. Huh. Because Space Invaders was really super big in Japan. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. But um, just thinking back to when I, like, we'd all get into my friend Randy's, the big green car, this piece of shit, the, we called it the Green Bomber. Mm-hmm. And we'd drive to Aladdin's Castle in Crystal Lake. Okay. At Crystal Point Mall, where we'd just dump all our money into quarters. We had like three bucks left each. We'd drive through McDonald's or whatever to eat food. And then we'd, okay, we're all broke. Time to, you know, we'll see you next, see you in a couple weeks or something. <laughs> well, it was funny because there was a, so there was a, and I think it still might exist. I don't know. Because, so the Bunny Hutch is, um, not the Bunny Hutch. Um, well, yeah, I think it is the Bunny Hutch. It's the, bun, it, there's a, there's a mini golf course and it's got like the Bunny Hutch with it. And the Buddy Hunch is a place where they it's like hot dogs, hamburgers, but they had like a make your own Sunday bar back in the day. Hmm. And they had obviously the mini golf didn't stay open, but um but they the had arcade. An arcade. Uh-huh. They had an arcade and it always had all the hot stuff. Um whatever was the hottest of the hot. Or um Park King, the one that was over here by Demp- that used to be here over by Dempster. They used to have like a little bit of an arcade, so it was um, that was another place that was nearby, and they had. I remember that they had the Ninja Turtle thing, so people would, you know, because it was nearby for everybody in the neighborhood. People would be watching when you played, and sometimes people would be like, "Okay, I go next," 
So yeah, there'd be times where it's like if you died, if you died and you ran out of money, somebody would just pop in. Yeah, they'll just take your place. Yeah, they you just ran take out of quarters. Place. Yeah. So remember having to put your quarters like in front of you. Yep. Yeah. Like hey, you know, I got a couple more plays in front of me, so. Yeah. It's like you know, once like, you're gonna quit, yeah, you know, you're gonna buy out. I was like, nope, I keep going, man. Another yeah. favorite of mine was Road Blasters, where it's just a plain like car game. Where you see the back of the car and you can just shoot like you had like a cannon on top of your car and you got to like hit the fuel. Mm -hmm. Could you run out of gas otherwise? You got to hit the fuel while you're driving so you don't run out of gas as you're driving the course. After each level, you'd see you'd hear like a voice going, shoot opponents for score. You know what game was out there that I always loved and it was funny because... I would have thought we would have saw more games like this, and we never did. Because I thought that's the direction games would go towards this kind of animation. Dragon's Lair. Yeah, or Space Ace. Yeah. Right, those Space were really, Ace and Dragon's Lair. Those are really hard, though. I remember yeah. playing it, and I was like, I was like, I never could like get anywhere with it. And it cost it like a buck like to a, play. Right, but because it looked like badass yeah, it looked like, like her animation. And yeah, like, it was like cell-drawn animation, like every frame. Right, I mean, it looked like something you'd watch that was like a Saturday morning cartoon or right. something like that. Yeah. And and I'm just surprised that we didn't see more go that direction towards that kind of game. Um, I'm always surprised by that. The wrestling games always did well for me, too. Um, yeah, I remember I had a wrestling game on Nintendo. Yeah. No, 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 like the ones in the arcade. Oh, the arcade ones. There okay. were a couple, like the WWE had a... Had what at the time would be the WWF. They had one that was like a four-player, where you could like beat the crap out of each other like that. And it was it was amazing. Um, there was another one that was some, I think it was Wrestling Mania or something like that. It was like a two. You could go head to head two-player. Um, but those were crazy too. Those were those were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I and think there was one. one oh god. I think it was I think it was one. It was like. Um, you could do, like, a Royal Rumble mode. So you could do, like, the Battle Royal, and, like, all four of you could be fighting the Battle <laughs> Royal at the same time. And there was, like, 30, like, characters in there. You're like, oh, my God. So there was a lot of NPCs along with your four. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you got to beat up a whole bunch of guys. Just to get to your, your friends so you could beat him up and throw him yeah, out of the exactly. Right. Well, you know, the usually the smart groupings, the smart people when you played like that was... Okay, let's get rid of everybody else that we'll worry about ourselves. Right. But every so often, there'd be the one guy who was like, I think now's a good time I can eliminate that guy. Like, one of your guys. Right. And it's like, that, that, dick. And then that would start the whole thing. And the next thing you know, we'd all lose. And it's mm. like, really? You got to get rid of all the bots first. Right. And but there was always one time where the one where would be the one guy going, yeah, let me try to get rid of this guy right now. Yeah. Like, because maybe he took the character that you didn't want him to have, and, like, and you were like, oh, crap, or I have to fight that guy later, and he's and he's got that character. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, I maybe I could get rid of him right now when he's not paying attention. And that would start the whole thing, and, all four, and then all four of us would start to beat the crap out of each other. Next thing you know, game's, like, over, and, like, somebody else wins the Battle Royal who isn't you, and it's like... One of you, no. and you're all like looking at each other, going, Dude, "Thanks a lot, yeah, thinking? yeah, thanks a lot." What were you thinking? Mm, yeah, I remember like when um, 
uh, the roller rink had asteroids, and the the gas station, like it was like two blocks over from me. It's a Dunkin' Donuts now, but it was a gas station I used to ride my bike to just to get like a candy bar or whatever. And they had a Pac-Man machine there, and I I put a lot of money in that Pac-Man machine. Mm. And then I remember they had like the Pac-Man, like a, like a lot of merchandise, merchandising, like uh, yogurt would say. Yeah. Uh, there's I remember the Pac-Man. It was like a hard candy. It was like yeah, open it, and it was it was shaped like you know the ghosts or Pac-Man. That I don't remember. I remember there were being a cereal. Yeah, I didn't eat the cereal, but I do remember um, the Pac-Man Fever song. I remember the cartoon. Yeah, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yeah, I think I had like a story record maybe as a kid uh, mm-hmm. when Pac-Man. It wasn't based on the the cartoon from Hanna-Barbera, but it was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, I remember the Pac-Man cartoon. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised in some ways that, I mean, Pac-Man still is, like, iconic, but I am kind of surprised that, like, we think more about guys like Mario and Sonic than we do about a guy like, than we do, like, Pac-Man. And seriously, without, you know, Pac-Man was, like, the big game of the 80s. And then Ms. Pac-Man came out, so all the, yeah, so all the, the girls wanted to play, too. Right. They wanted to get the girl, and that was part of it, it was, that was a... Uh, part of their marketing ploy. It's like we want you know, all these boys are playing that at the arcade. We got to get the girls involved too. We got to get their their money. Find a way to get their money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. It was on Netflix. It's called High Score. No, that it's. I mean, it's funny when you stop and think about it. It's like one of the you know you look at what Nintendo ended up doing with their eight bit when they first came out, and it's yep. like, okay, you you're featuring Mario from Donkey Kong. You know, you spun off Mario into into a character from a character who was in Donkey yeah. Kong. Yeah, and they talk about and they like, talk about how Universal tried to sue Nintendo because Donkey Kong was based on King Kong. At least they tried; they alleged or whatever. But yeah. they 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 settled though. I think they settled, or that, or they 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 lost the lawsuit because of so much other stuff mm-hmm. in Japan that's being like based on King Kong. Um, and then the lawyer who represented Nintendo after they won the case against King Kong, his name was Kirby, so they made some video game after him. Right, I remember that. A little pink guy. Yeah. That looks like Jigglypuff from... Uh, from Pokemon, yeah. From Pokemon, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, very, very similar, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... So that's what I watched. No, I didn't watch Stargirl. I have a three-day weekend. I'm still not going to watch it. I was just vegging all day yesterday, man. So I did what I... uh, I did put on Netflix to watch that documentary, but I was like, nah. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. I'm in... I don't know. It's around there. It's out there. um, I'm still dabbling with with Brave New World on Peacock. I still haven't... I've been kind of like being slow about what I'm looking at and what I'm watching with it. Um... I gotta be curious. I gotta be honest with you. It's like we're we're kind of here. We're kind of at fall, and, and you know, you're kind of like, okay, what's the new TV season gonna look like? And really, in reality, the new TV season, I don't know how interest how I don't know how much brand new good 
sitcoms or TV we're going to have in the first half of this year. You know, this this television year. I think it's all going to be after Yeah, they January. I think they haven't really started filming yet. I mean, some places that have filming. Of course, we heard about right. they had to Robert Pattinson um, they had to yeah. halt the production for him. Right. Well, and now we hear like The Rock has it too, or The Rock had it. Yeah. Or at least he tested positive. So he right. Well, his whole family. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's what. So I mean. nothing's there's they haven't they haven't really started filming yet. For yeah. for what for well I mean for everything I mean well I I know that there's I think they've started filming for the CW stuff. Okay. But I think that they've been they're being careful with that a lot of that stuff. Um, I think some of the shows are filming. I mean, like for example, I know there's no Survivor at all. I mean, I'm curious how they're planning on doing something like Mass Singer. I mean, it should be workable, but at least with animation, you've got all the voice actors working out of their studios at home. Now right. The animators right. can work at home and do their drawing and computing and whatnot. So at least right. that format isn't really been hard hit that much. I mean, a lot I'm, of that I'm stuff, sur- they can make the stuff virtually. Right. I mean, like, the other thing is, and it's funny, we've talked about this in the past, which is, you know, will some of this content that are on, that's on other, you know, on, the, uh, on some of these platforms, with, with some of these places where they have, you know, these networks, these, like, major broadcast networks, will some of that start to find its way from the platforms to broadcast and, and we're starting to see a little bit of that like um, there was that there's, I think Fox is airing um, it's kind of like a spinoff to the Bad Boys thing it's like what whatchamacallit um, Dwayne Wade's wife I can't remember her name and Jessica Alba are doing like this this show where it's like based on it's like a spinoff of her character from the second Bad Boys movie, you know, and I think Fox has picked up like what was already the first season from someplace else. And then Discovery is going to be on, Discovery's going to be on CBS. Obviously they're not going to be able to show Klingon boobs, but you know. Well, they didn't show much. Yeah, but I mean, there's certain things they're going to have to tidy up for the fact that. Yeah, or clean up for network. Right, you're on broadcast. You yep. can't do certain things, um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of curious how that, if that'll help them at all with like discovery, which is oh yeah, we're gonna air season one. Hmm. I, I don't know that would have happened if it hadn't been for COVID. Like it's interesting. The Swamp Thing's gonna be on CW, and I know there's people who said that it was supposedly great on the DC universe. Yeah, and it got canceled but, before they even released the end of the the whole first season. Right, and you know. But I had heard good things like it was supposed to be great. And now CW picked up the entire season. So I, I it'll be interesting because if it makes if it makes numbers, will CW think about bringing it back to life um, as a possible as a possibility for the fact that it did well? I don't know. I, I mean, nobody's really sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's all up in the air still. Right. Well, just like it's funny. I don't think we talked about it last week. I mean, Black Widow is going to be out early. I mean, well, earlier than it was. 
Yeah. Because it looks like it's going to be, now it looks like it's going to be November. Because for a while it looked like it was going to be next yeah, year. I think it was like the f- November, the first week of November, I think, is when it comes out. And did they say, they give a, did they give a date for Wonder Woman, 84? I think there's a date out there. Is it October mm-hmm. or no? No. Um, well, those are the two I'm half waiting for. I'm interesting to see what the numbers are for who paid for Mulan and who's just going to wait it out. I, like I, me. <laughs> I heard the numbers were bad. I yeah. saw something today where I, I heard that the numbers were not good. And, um, well, the fact that they sat on it since, well, it was supposed to be out in March. And that's when they closed everything down in was it February, I think late February, early March when they started closing all the theaters. Right, right. And, and, and that's, that's kind of the key at this point is they want to recoup some of that, those box office numbers that they wanted. See, I just kind of laugh because to me, I feel like, you know, 30 was excessive. 30 was an excessive number. And yeah, but then I, you can watch it whenever you want. It's good if you got a family. Yeah, but for us I mean, in, as got, bros, individuals, as bros, like now, nah, unless it's a Marvel movie and then we can all chip in and we can all, you know, hang out and uh, and watch it together. And then you can pause it whenever you want. And it's like, oh, what did he need to say? What was that? Go back. No. Right. Well, and the other thing is, you know, now they've announced that it's it's going to be free to all. This in December. In yeah. December. So everyone's well, just going to. Okay. okay. Really? Can you really? Can you hold out till December? You know, unless you've got a kid who's really screaming that they need to see that movie. You know, or at least or someone are. who's curious because they liked the animated one. So mm-hmm. they want to see what this one's about. Yeah. Yeah, I can wait. I wasn't interested in going to see it in anyway, so. Yeah, I don't, I, I wasn't there. I no. wasn't, I was with, I, I'm kind of with you, which is, no, that's quite all right. I'm, I, I think I can live without it. Just like, you know, I, now they've announced, what, October 30th for The Mandalorian? Yes, that just, lot, uh, the date just got dropped. So, of course, that's right in I between... Got- like what was it early November? I think it's like November 11th or November or something like that. So it was like right in the middle of you got to re up uh, your annual subscription, like of me, uh, to finish. You know, you'll get one or two episodes, and then your your annual sub is up, so you got to re up. So I'm like, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that yeah, was that, that was me. that was predicted. Yeah, right. I mean, that was that's kind of that's one of the reasons why, like for example, what everybody was like. Like this summer when I finally got it because I wanted to watch Hamilton. And and I sat there and I was like, you know, got to tell you, I think I can wait a little while. And it was great because I binged the whole thing in like like a, like a four-day sit-down. Mm-hmm. I could have done it a lot faster and enjoyed the hell out of it. But I'll admit, I don't know that I, with that show, I don't know if I want to wait every week. So you're gonna do like you're gonna wait until like January or whatever next year or February Something when like that. then the whole season's out. Then you're just gonna drop it. Yeah. Binge you know, it. If anything, if anything, the smart the smart thing to me would be okay January when there's nothing really on TV and okay. There's nothing on TV there. now. Well, okay, <laughs> but yeah, but who knows if it's gonna be on TV? Anything? A whole lot of new content by January, maybe. If right. They start but filming the point now. Being is, 
the point being is, okay, I have, I can watch, I can watch, um, I can watch The Mandalorian in full, and then if I want to, I can watch Mulan for free. Well, not right. for free, but for $7 versus Yeah, because I think paying. season one ended just before New Year's. So right. all of season one was out by January one. Right, and if season two is another, only another eight episodes. Yeah, then we'll get them all. Um, It'll be just before the by holiday. the end of the year. Or so yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I now mean, the baby owners are everywhere. There, there's bins full of them at the Walmart. Don't worry, I'm sure there'll be a new thing where they'll all be like, "Oh my god, I need a new baby." Yo. Or the Mandalorian will get a new colored helmet or something. So, yeah. oh, I gotta get the new Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh my god, I got, I got rickrolled. I got rickrolled twice on that Mandalorian trailer thing, where they said that there's a season two Mandalorian trailer, and yeah. each time I I bought into the fact that it was the real trailer. And then the Rick, and then the, the then there go there's Rick Astley. Oh. <laughs> what are you on YouTube or what are you doing? Yeah, well, yeah, they were a couple of people pulling them up from YouTube. It's like okay. uh, some people said guess, YouTube links. Yeah, they had them on Facebook. And, oh, okay, All and right. it was like, oh, the new trailer. Oh, great, wonderful. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess it serves me right. I had. Um, because I put that link up uh, with that Funko is was gone, and they they're not they're not. Yeah, dead. for like for like five seconds, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, and no. then there's the other one that everybody hated before, which is the thing about Patrick Stewart went to the past. Oh the, yeah, by a store today. It was like at the age of seventy nine. <laughs> yeah, at the age of seventy nine, Patrick Stewart passed passed by past the store today, and I'm like. You know people read that wrong. Everyone's all like, like, Greta's, how dare you? Yeah. So I'm sure there's some people whose reaction is, oh, you got rickrolled. Poor baby. (laughs) Welcome Uh, to the internet. Yeah, welcome to the internet. Thanks for screwing us over twice on things. You had this coming. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, So yeah, I guess Batman production is stopped at the moment. Yeah, uh, because the sparkly vampire got a little... Got yeah. to COVID. Yeah, hmm. that's uh, that that that's not good. You know that trailer has renewed some interest. Although I don't know about the design for Riddler, though. I don't know. You nah, know, I'll like it. I Maybe I'll grow to it. You know what? I, I just didn't feel it, but I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Oh yeah, it. it's Batman. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Right. You know, it's yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, yeah. just like I'm. See, here's another example. Are, are, are either of us really thinking of, well, I guess at some point I will get HBO Max and go look at their stuff, but I'm not in a hurry to go check out this freaking Justice League reboot either. Well, that's not coming for a while. Well, you know, yeah, well, we'll It'll see. be here eventually, but we got there's a few things to tide us over until then. Yeah, well, and that's where, that's where, you know, the 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 um that's where the Netflixes and the Amazons are are in in good shape is because you know they they were stockpiling content. Yeah, that's one thing. Like that's uh what I heard on another podcast is like 
when all this new when anything new drops, the first thing you do is Google it to find out what streaming service it's on. Yeah. And then you're like, well, okay, who's got this or who's got that? Just like go to this person's house or can I borrow their password or yeah. what? So. Well, the other thing is too, like for example, you know, because Amazon and, and Netflix have been a little bit more at the top of this than some of the others, like the like some of the networks and stuff. Like, see, to me, it's funny because HBO Max has got new content coming out, so they they obviously did it right. Peacock still has content that they're working out that's new that hasn't come out yet so i know they've got stuff and it's got it's going the only one who's having struggling trouble with content is disney plus who did not plan this out well in any way shape or form and that's why i kind of laugh when it's like you know they should have just done the same thing with mulan that they did with hamilton which is okay we're gonna lost leader it so we can get people to buy the network because if they had just said yeah you guys pay seven dollars and you can watch Mulan. They they'd have had a spike over the weekend. Absolutely. I think yeah, they would have made a little bit more money in the short term. They made a boatload, but on thirty that bucks is awfully steep, right? For Mulan. No, I mean just yeah, just I mean yeah. Oh, by the way, I did see. It's funny. A lot of those early movies that went direct earlier in the summer that were new movies that were that kind of went direct ended up um, are now suddenly going to $5 rentals versus 20 So I got a chance to see uh, uh, Irresistible, the the John Stewart written and directed one with, uh, with Steve Farrell. Okay. Um, well, what's it about? It's about, it's mostly about, well, see, I got to be careful. So it's mostly about uh, so Steve Farrell's character is a political consultant, and he ends up going to small town Wisconsin to work on a political campaign for someone because they, their thought process is that they think they've found a way to to be able to turn Trump voters into Democrat voters. And then the irony is is that the Republicans come in and kind of do the same thing. And suddenly this small town becomes like a hot race. Okay. And um, there's a big twist. And it doesn't come until late until the movie. And I don't want to give it away. Okay. Spoilers. No spoilers. I I don't want to give it away. But I didn't see it coming. And it's brilliant. And it's really well done. There's There's a lot of good acting. There's a lot of interesting people in it. Uh, Rose Byrne is in there. Um, it's a lot of fun. I give it. I give it. I almost want to give it five yamans, but I'll give it four and a half. Okay. Is it the actual about like Trump and Biden? No, it's not. Well, it's based after. Okay, they're the based 20, on character. It's okay. based. Well, no, it's based after the 2016 election. Okay. And the, and and Pharrell's character has been working with Hillary, and okay. so they thought they had it in the bag, and now. He's trying to find ways to, you know, be able to win the Trump voter. And so they think they found a guy that they can build around and that they can figure out how to model to get Trump voters. So they've sent him to this small town in Wisconsin to run to do this. And he ends up being stuck to run this race. And then the Repub- his Republican adversary comes in, which is 
played by uh, I think it's Rose Burnham or Rose Brand Burn. And the next thing I know, they turn this small town race into like a ridiculous big, far bigger, far bigger money race. If you know what I mean. Okay. And and like I said, there's a twist, and it's a big twist. Hmm. And um. Okay. What what uh, what platform is this on? Right now, you can get it. You can rent. It's an ex, it's an on demand rental. So I I picked it up off. What of through X, your but, cable? Yeah, I picked it up off of Xfinity okay. for like six bucks. This came out but, this year. Yeah, it came out earlier this year. Okay. It was one of those. It was kind of one of those comedy, you know, comedy thought pieces that you know. It's like, and like I said, it was written and directed by John Stewart. So it's it's a really solid. It's a really solid movie. I liked it a lot. It's satirical. It's you know, it has its funny moments. It's definitely interesting. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and and they do a good job with it. Um, it's funny. There's a few others that you know were like these movies that came out where it was like, okay, if you want to watch them, the twenty bucks, and now they're all like in that six dollar range, and it's like, oh, okay, now I can watch some of these because I wasn't gonna pay twenty. Hmm. But so that yeah, there is some new content in the in in the on demand area in terms of movies. If you're if you were trying to wait out some of these ones that are like twenty bucks, those are out. Those are now kind of in the six dollar area. So yeah, but like I said, I, I it was really good. I I recommend it. It was a high rec. It's a high recommend. It's it's a good movie. And and I'd take a look at it. I definitely take a look at it and. Certainly, I, I'd say that people should, you know, have some fun with it and take a look at it. All right. Yeah, we'll do. Um. So anyway, um, let's see. So I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Finn is complaining. Of, the guy who played Finn is complaining about his, his oh, Star Wars John character. Boyega. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's complaining about his Star Wars character. I wouldn't. I don't actually. I don't blame him. I mean, he got. I don't. Either. Finn got the shaft in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, he was a pivotal part of uh, um, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And then there was the possible love interest with him and Rose in the the Last Jedi, and then they didn't do any of that. Like he was just yeah. he was just there in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right, and, and I think that's where I kind of laughed because it was like, look, there is a part of me where I'll concede that J.J. took too much shit and just trashed it and just threw it to the side and didn't do anything with it. And I kind of laughed because it's like there were still some things you could have used from Last Jedi, even if for the people who didn't like it, like me, that I was like, no, there's still the, a lot that can be done here. Yeah, there's some good nuggets you can pull out of that. And I would have liked to have finally seen a Star Wars love triangle. We've never seen one of those. Well, there was. It, well, there kind of was an Empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until you find out later that it's like... Well, until the yeah, then the third movie yeah, is like, okay, nope, banjo. no, nope, no, no. Struggle of the banjo for the possible Kentucky relationship. No, 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 no. Now there's the yeah. meme where... Uh, <laughs> Leia's my sister. How come you didn't uh, didn't say anything when we kissed? And there's the the Leo DiCaprio uh, <laughs> kind of meme was uh, Ghost uh, Kenobi. 
<clears throat> yeah, but that's what I thought was going to be between uh, Finn and Ray, and then uh, maybe Poe, yeah, yeah, but that, that didn't happen. So, well, and then there was and Ro- there. Rose to yeah, or Rose Tico, and then there was always that weird talk about you know that maybe they were trying to make Finn and Poe gay. And mm. that it was kind of a that kind of thing. I had heard that too, where they, you know, they had talked about they were going to make Finn and Poe gay. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not against it, but sometimes I'm like, I feel like sometimes some of that gets turned into, you know, you're reading a lot into there can't, men can't have relationships and be, you know, close. Yeah, well, I like that. that like there's be, a, there's a, in, in The Force Awakens. There was this moment, obviously, when Finn uh, rescued Poe from uh-huh. the the First Order, and they crashed on the Tie Fighter, or they uh-huh. escaped, or whatever. And they're at the end, like where they were about to go to the final battle, it's like, nah, man, like you know, they, that's my jacket. Ah, you keep it. You know, it's, it's good. You know, they had this right. like a brief exchange. It's like you, know, you can have bros, right? Yeah. And it's funny because there's a bunch of people who kind of like, okay, that's the gay vibe. That's like, no, it's just two dudes just saying, "Hey, man, it's all good." Right. I, I, I mean, I could. The funny part is, for certain people who are gay, I could see how they could see that. At the same time, I'm kind of like, well, I don't know about that. I think they were just bros. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I read it as. But I, I that's why I kind of laugh about it because there's some people who were like, no, not really. Nope. But yeah, the fact that Rose Tico <laughs> basically doesn't exist. In the third movie, is just yeah, a that's joke. that sucks, man. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And, especially and, after and all right. the backlash she got online after the, the Last Jedi came out, right? That's and then just, just to treat her character like that, right? That's just yeah, salt that, in the that, wound. It, yeah, it, it, at that point, it's the vindication to all those people going, "See, she was a worthless character, and we were right, even though you're a bunch of cretins and heathens and." disgusting for doing a lot of the stuff that she did online to this woman who it's not she's just playing a character yeah Jeez, please. um it's like they kicked uh all these yeah you think the you look at like some of the i look at the stuff inside inside my like the transformers fandom you think mm-hmm. our fandom is toxic you look at the star wars fandom and it's it's nasty out there well, and it's funny because for a long time it got hidden because there was, you know, I, you know, seriously, the first, the, the next, you know, movies one, two, and three came out before the internet hit. Right. So you didn't hear about certain things that now are coming well, out. Well, the internet was in its infancy back right. in the early 2000s. Right, when... and there wasn't, an, it wasn't necessarily any, like, social media, so to speak, so... You know, there wasn't a lot out there, like, about, until more recently, about that the guy who played Jar Jar almost killed himself from all the hate mail that he got. Yeah, after um, the Force, after uh, episode one, yeah. After after Phantom Menace. You yeah. know, that's... Yeah, it's like, right, if the first Star Wars came out today, all the fans would hate it. Everyone would, you know, a lot of people online would hate it. Just truth. Unfortunate. So, well, that's why you just got to look past all the the 
hate and all the trolls and all the gatekeeping saying, oh, well, you're not a true fan because you don't like this movie or you like this movie as opposed to this movie. I see it like in my fandom, like people who like the Bay films and there's people who like the old cartoon from the 80s and then there's ones who like Beast Wars. It's it's like you like your thing, man. You enjoy what you like. That's great. Enjoy. Just don't don't be so divisive and think that yours just some your your movie, your favorite medium is better than everyone else's. So you have to uh, pound everyone else into the ground. I, I think the thing that is kind of amusing about like the Bay films is, yeah, I can understand how your how the how the Transformer fandom is not happy about them. What they do need to sit there and understand, though, is without those movies, Optimus Prime is not in a freaking Target commercial right, right. next to it, Wonder it, Woman and yeah. Batman and, and Spider-Man. I mean, he's, right. he became an icon, a cultural right. icon because of this. And I saw it happen in front of me. I'm like, this is a great time to be a fan. Right. And then when the, the second and the third films came out and they just got as they as each film as each film came out. They seem to have gotten gradually worse as far as just the quality of the films, with the Bumblebee being the exception. Just mm-hmm. some people didn't remember, like, this is this is what they enjoy, so let them enjoy it. Well, and in fairness, I gotta be, you know, it's funny. I, I, and I, you know me, I'm not as huge of a Transformer fan as you are, but you know, I didn't see the first one in the theaters, um, and I saw it. I saw it on I saw it on cable I think either on cable or regular TV and I you know I got news for you after that I was like oh I'm seeing this in the theaters and then you even, saw the even, second one right and even the even the ones where everybody's like really you're gonna go see the Transformers movie and I'm like yeah I'm gonna go see it you know what say what you want but you know what you're gonna get from a Michael Bay film right and those things on the you know on the big screen with your popcorn and all that stuff, you know what? You're going to get a decent, you're going to, okay. We're not getting Shakespeare. Yeah, right. That's true. But, but for two hours, you're going to be entertained. Yeah. That's where they were. Is it cliche? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. They all are. No, it's right. goofy. It's, it's, it's science fiction. <laughs> it's uh, like more, no less, no more or less than star Wars. It's like star Wars is, way out there this is just habits to take place on earth it's yeah it's just cars that make robots and they fight and that's pretty much it and there's yeah so um uh, so the fandom just ignore the fandoms at least the parts of the fandom that they, if you get too caught up in it it's just gonna pull you down man you just gotta well, I think like it's what interesting you like because ray fisher apparently chimed in that he and John John Bodega John Bodega should 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 swap notes, and the irony is now there's there's a new story out this week that Ray Fisher is not cooperating with Warner Brothers' investigation, and his comment is that Warner Brothers is is trying to snow certain aspects because they are trying to save Jeff Johns hmm. and trying to save Jeff Johns' ass. Is that and that's 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 Fisher's that's Ray Fisher's comment. But if on Fisher's it. being uncooperative, then he's going to look like the villain. Well, here's the amusing part to all this. In the midst of all this, he's still trying to play cyborg in that Flash movie that that they're 
that they're working on with all the freaking Batmans. Right. That there's a possibility that he could re-show up there. So it's kind of interesting to me because I'm like, I'm curious. Here's the part I'm curious about, and this is the part I kind of find interesting is you've got this revival of this Justice League movie, and suddenly Affleck's back in the fold, and everybody at Warner's is real happy about all this stuff. Yeah, and tens of millions of dollars are on the line. Right, and all this kind of stuff. And they're trying to trying to shine the turd that is the Justice League film. Right, and so to me, I'm kind of surprised that this is this wasn't. How can I say? Dusted under under the the rug, and fi- they figured out a way to do this privately, and then get Ray Fisher back into this movie. Yeah, that's now, coming up. Now it's and, all and it the open. It sounds like it sounds like no, this is out in the open. He wants to continue fighting it out in the open, and and at the same time, I kind of laugh because it's like, dude, if you're gonna fight this out in the open, you may not get to play Cyborg again. Yeah, and they might find somebody else to do it. Right. Or there may not be a cyborg in the movie, which would be too bad. Because I, I, I just think that... Put, just uh, cut and paste uh, Don Cheadle's War Machine. <laughs> yeah. For, for cyborg. You know... When a guy's a warner, be like, yeah, nobody's going to notice. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. well... <laughs> you mean like you mean like how... how, how um, what's his name? Terrence Howard magically became Don Cheadle. Right. Now Don Cheadle's going to be... <laughs> Don, no man, don't make Terrence Howard as Cyborg. <laughs> he can get it back. Well, that, yeah, Terrence Howard needs work now that Empire's over. The Empire's done, yeah. I mean, the only thing that see that's the only saving grace that I give Terrence. I give Terrence Howard and all that where he made a real bad decision about walking away from Marvel movies. Well, that, apparently there was some tension and there was some uncooperativeness between him and um, RDJ. So. Right, and I know there's some uh, some of it's money too. Yeah, it was money too. Yeah, but in fairness, he came out just fine. He did, he did that Empire series, and he, you know, that it didn't end exactly where you wanted it to end. No, but, <clears throat> but Lucius Lion is like an iconic character, and <laughs> that was a great part for him, and he did great, and he made a lot of money being Lucius Lion, and he, I don't know, if he made Marvel money. But he made money. Yeah, he paid the rent. So. Oh, he beyond paid the rent. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, in some ways, Jesse. In some ways, he can thank Jesse Smollett for not make being able to pay even more rent. Yep. Because um, I think that's where things went to hell. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm fascinated to see where this is going to go with. Oh, with this more this thing with Justice with League Fisher. shit. Oh God. Well, I know, and it's like I, I said to you at the time, I thought when I really did think, okay, fine, they're getting their movie. Now this stuff is going to calm down. It hasn't calmed down at all. It's gotten worse. Now the controversy. Well, it's not even that. It's like, and every time you think it's just died down, Zack Snyder releases something else <sighs> to keep fanning the flames. And the worst part is, I, seriously, I, I blame the comic book media. I really do the clickbait comic book media because they're constantly taking whatever he's got and eating like they're eating out of the palm of his hand with this shit. 
And it's like, meanwhile, I laugh because um, David Ayer, who wrote, um, who did the, the Suicide Squad movie, has been has talked about on a couple of occasions that it would not take much to do his cut of the Suicide Squad movie. I've heard nothing about that. Well, that was just a said just uh, something he said to a reporter and it became a headline it was a thing for a week and then it was it well that's the part I laugh about is that didn't go anywhere and the funny part to me is if I was them I'd be more interested in that especially right before you're going to launch this, this new Suicide Squad movie why not have this thing for HBO Max well, maybe what like, they do is I'm still thinking in DVD or in terms or whatever but mm-hmm. Once they release, or they could use it to tide it over between the release of Suicide Squad 2. Right. They could release the director's cut, and I'll tide you over until the second one's available for mass release. Right. Well, that's the part I laugh about, which is, why wouldn't you... If that's a possibility, and you need... See, because we're... You know... Uh, HBO Max... Don't get me wrong, they've got content over there, but for some strange reason, they didn't have... They were kind of like Disney+, Plus in that some of the biggest franchise pieces that they have, they didn't have anything ready to go. And so I kind of laugh because it's like, well, okay, if you're going to do this Justice League reboot and that's going to be your teaser for where you're trying to go to get people from that neck of the woods. Yeah, because I think because of the the finale to Game of Thrones was, uh, for the most people, was disappointing. So the Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones people are done. I know they're working on a prequel. But yeah, the again, prequel I, series. Yeah, but and I'm I'm curious if people will watch it. I'm I don't know. I'm you know maybe they will. Maybe it's going to be great and it will be. But like for example, it's not like you know um, this H is no HBO doesn't have no yeah no it, it is I'm trying to remember what franchise is HBO you know, Warner has, like, I think they have Harry Potter. I mean, I'm not seeing anything from them trying to do a, trying to do like a Harry Potter show related type show. Okay. Um, I certainly haven't seen anything like that. Like, like they, they're not doing like a Hogwarts show, which would make total sense. You could do something like that. Couldn't you? I don't know. Although I, I heard there's new Looney Tunes coming out. I think now. Well, then, aren't they, yeah, the Tiny Toon Adventures or whatever that they, they're talking about bringing about uh, earlier in the year that finally oh, coming to fruition. Right. Yeah, the Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Yeah. But no, yeah. no, we're talking regular Looney Tunes. Oh, okay. Um, HBO's bringing, HBO Max is bringing back the, regu- the regular Looney Tunes. They're having new episodes. So, yeah, that's there's that. Um, trying to think of anything else this um, so I guess the Archie comic book is going on a hiatus after a 78 year straight run. Wow. Um, Does your article say why? I can't believe uh, maybe just, just due to readership. I mean, like, like the young people, do they even care about Archie and Jughead and Veronica Well, and no, Betty. I mean, obviously, Witch McCall's doing really, really well. You know, Riverdale. Riverdale's doing yeah. phenomenal, so the answer is yes. Um, I guess it has to do with pandemic. Okay. Um, 
you know. Um, that and the whole, so I, uh, I don't know how DC's doing now that since they've lost, what about they lost uh, Entertainment Earth as a distributor? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't, you haven't I heard anything about that. Yeah. Just like, it's interesting, uh, Timothy Zahn apparently is now doing more um, Grand Animal Thrawn books for Star Wars, which should be interesting. Um, I'm a big fan. I thought the, the original set of books um, of the original Thrawn, Thrawn series was really, really good. Mm. And um, it's funny because it, the previous ones have featured the original cast in the series. Now, like I said, apparently, you know, this is the first time uh, Timothy Zahn is doing anything with um, with Disney. So I'm curious to see. Okay, they're going backwards. They're going to Thrawn's origins. Okay, because yeah, I know Thrawn was featured in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. they're 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 gonna go. They're gonna they're gonna do some stuff about the history of of, of the of how Thrawn where he came, came from, to be, where he came from, which is too bad. I, I think that's the other problem that I'm I'm having a little bit, and it's something where God bless the Mandalorian for this, that it didn't go backward. Well, he went backward to just after Jedi, but it's right. But it's, but they don't have to stay. They can stay out of that original trilogy. Right. Pocket. I mean, solo takes place between episode three and episode four. And so does rogue one and the Mandalorians just after Jedi. So just, you know, fill in those gaps. Right. Like, for example, it's funny. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, after watching Solo, I'd like to see a Darth Maul series or a Han Solo series because it's clearly, if you've seen Solo, obviously there's a tie in there and it'd be interesting. Yeah. To like, me, I kind of like how he gains favor with Jabba the Hutt and other adventures he has before he, you know, right. has that fateful well, day in Moss Eisley. Right. And it's interesting to me because I'd like to know more about. Darth Maul apparently being in charge of an, a, a, a major crime syndicate. I think that's that's interesting. Um, and obviously, we know when supposedly Darth Maul meets his end, and because he refights Obi Wan Kenobi. But it in, you know, uh, Clone Wars, yeah, right. And it's too bad because it's like it's too bad. There's too much synced up history because it's like it'd have been interesting to have it where okay, Ewan McGregor shows up. And meets young Han Solo back then. You know, if you know what I mean. Because they cross paths yeah, with this that, whole that, thing with Darth I'd, Maul. I'd be all for that. Stuff like that. Right, but I don't think there's a way that But that I don't think going back... I know some people are, are be all into well, like Knights of the Old Republic or whatever like that. Yeah. The early video I've games. Never been a, yeah, I, I've never been a fan of that I stuff. think that's too far back. I think they need to keep it within yeah. the realm of familiarity with most people like the some Mandalorian. Some people love that stuff though. I yeah, I know that... some fans do. I and mean, they could do it right like to do the Mandalorian. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Star Wars writers are taking notes for doing find out what what is making the Mandalorian so appealing and not just the the baby puppet, you know. Right. I mean, he's an aspect of it, but I mean, I think what's really cool about the Mandalorian is they do so much, yet, yet, yet they do so little. And 
and and that's what's amazing about the storytelling is they don't have to do a lot with words. They do a lot with pictures and they do a lot with with mood and visuals and right and 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 the music and and they, and, and uh, strong supporting characters. Right. And they don't make it they don't go out of their way to make it really complex and yet there's complexity to it. So I mean, to me, that's what's huge. I mean, I thought it was great. I thought what was really great about it, too, and because I – look, one of the things that I have problems with on the Netflix shows is, you know, you get these 13-episode runs that they create, and they, like, hit all this backstory shit that you're like, why are you telling me all this garbage? I don't care. And like, oh, it's good. It's all, and like, I don't care about any of this stuff. That doesn't move the story forward. And it's like, well, you know, it's the stuff for down the road. Great. Tell me, there's a way to do that and still not make it me feel like I'm bored shitless. Hmm. And and I think that they do a lot of that. And Mandalorian doesn't. I mean, I think it's great how we got an idea of Mando's background. And it took, what, maybe five minutes? Maybe 15 overall? Yeah, I think that first episode was just, I remember watching the first episode, like, exposing it to other family members and friends, saying, here, watch the first episode. Just dropped. So we'll watch mm-hmm. it. So you're going to need to watch it again. Okay, remember, remember the whole family, everybody watched it on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I think you watched the like, first three episodes or first two episodes. And it was interesting. But anyway... Um, no, but so, I mean, like, in, like in episode eight, where, like, literally, in fifteen minutes, you have a pretty good idea of the backstory of what I mean, and they oh, the flashback, right? The, with the right. flashback, but they're yeah. pretty much foreshadowing. They teased, yeah, this they, whole thing all how, season long. Yeah, but it took them fifteen minutes to do that, whereas in a Netflix show, shit, that'd have been like three to five episodes. <laughs> It's like, come on, man! You it's finally think. well, yeah. The final episode, you finally got to got to got to get that payoff, right? Yeah. But like I said, in Nef- on a Netflix show, shit, that's three to five episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just yeah. Take notes, people. This is how you know. That's why we got Favreau. Well, and, and seriously, I mean, and Filoni. You know, seriously, if I was Disney. After that reaction, my first thing that I'm sitting there going is, okay, what what Star Wars movie would you like to create? Here's a contract for three movies. What would you like to create? Your choice. Yeah. Go leave, right ahead. Leave the creators alone. Don't meddle in the process. Right. Seriously. You know, you, you want to make the fans happy? Let the two of them make a trilogy of movies. Don't yeah. fuck with it. Don't. Don't change directors, don't change vision, yeah. don't change producers, don't, you know, yeah, too many pots in the soup, or too many, whatever the hand, whatever they call the handle is. Yeah, well. Anyway, so we have any other news, or? I'm trying to think if there's anything, you know, um, anything yeah, the else Rock the tested, posted, Rock, Rock and his family. I guess Michael Rooker uh, got COVID. Did he really? Yeah, but he says that uh, he, he's beaten it, but. Okay. I mean, Yondu. I just, uh, yeah, well, he's not Yondu. He's Mary Poppins to me. That's right. Mary Poppins, y'all. 
Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, there was that Jack Reacher series, I guess, that's going to happen on one of the networks. I can't remember which one it is. Um, I'm trying to find it now. I'm working on it right now. Oh, here it is. Um, so, yeah, they're doing a. I guess they're doing a Jack Reacher series, and I can't remember what network it is. I'm working. I, Amazon. And it's Don't the guy who put. It's the guy who plays Hawk on Titans. Okay, he's a decent actor. Yeah, it's interesting to me because I'm curious. Does that mean he's leaving Titans? I don't. I don't. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say about fandoms. Okay, because there was I. You know, I dropped this on my my personal page, and right away somebody's like Titans sucks, and it's like, look, I'd love to get. I'd love to get a better live-action Titan show, but I've been waiting 40 years to get the one that we got. And as much as you and I talked about this before, yeah, yeah, Titans had his problems, and you were so you were scared to death to watch it. Right, and in fairness, <laughs> it's funny because season one was a lot better than I expected it to be, and then season two was really, really good. Yeah, I and, liked season two, especially when they brought in Superboy and and the extra dynamic with the, the first have you finally seen all of season two yeah i've watched all the titans okay so to me what i laugh about is the first five or six episodes are spectacular of season two just loving it i'm like yes this is what i'm talking about and then it's like the whole season takes a left turn and there's a whole bunch of episodes where i'm like what are we doing and why are we doing all this? And what the hell is this? And like by the end of the season, they're kind of back to like, okay, I think you finally fixed all this. But there's a part of me where I'm like, what was that? Yeah, a lot of it was just, I don't know. And the weird convoluted story to get to the Nightwing origin was weird. Yeah, where he like turns himself in and goes to jail. and Yeah, what the hell is yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just weird. It's like, you could have done that a million ways. Why was it... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was just very Yeah, it's strange. it's it's better than nothing, but it was it right. had its good parts, and it had a, a, a few right. no, problems. In fairness, in fairness, season season one was, was all right. I could live with it. I was a little surprised it only took them one episode to deal with Trigon um, in season two. Which I kind of found shocking. Well, I don't think we're done with him yet. I mean, no, but I expected that to get dragged out a little bit longer yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think they would re- they'd rectify that in one episode. It's freaking Trigon. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, that's got to be at least two episodes, right? Nope, one. Because like, the whole right, first season was building to it. Right. So I expected at least a couple of se- at least two episodes in season two. And it's like, nope, we're done in one. No, and then to go right to Deathstroke. Right, and then go straight to Deathstroke. Right. Just like season three, they're talking, it's weird, because it's like, I thought season three was pretty much going to be all about Blackfire, which is uh, Starfire. That was a sister. setup, yeah. And now I'm hearing something about that there's going to be a lot going on in Gotham City, and the Scarecrow's going to be a major villain. And it's going to be, and Jason Todd's going to become the Red Hood. And I'm like, okay. 
what happened to Blackfire? Did we change directions or something? Or is it going to be there's two stories going on? What's what's going we think on? Now, here? well, if they are presuming they are going to make a season three, I mean, no, they are making a season yeah. three. That's that's a given. But I mean, the thing is, as the shows progress, do you think they can, you know, uh, inject some more money into it, the budget? Then we can have more, like more of the supernatural effects that come from, say, Starfire, and not just the the clouds of black smoke that come out of uh, Raven every other, other episode. Right. Well. Right, exactly. You know, that's that's part of it. And, you know, that's... Honestly, that's why I always kind of had the thought process that it's like, I would have been good with a real cartoon. Like a legit cartoon. Like adult-level cartoon that you could do a lot more with. Yeah, well, they've because... touched upon that with the DC Universe, but... Uh, animated features, but... Right, but not, I mean, like a real, like what we're getting live action, but as a cartoon, you know, animated kind of well, thing. Well, I think DC's done right with the DC Universe because it's it's edgy. I mean, it's almost PG-13. Mm-hmm. You might throw, there's some blood and you might you might hear a swear word or two. And I, I've, I've, that's why I don't want to watch Apocalypse War. It's like, just seems like I'm going to, I get to watch all my heroes die tragically and then it's like, then okay, then I guess they win at the end or something. It's like because of uh, Constantine's shenanigans or whatever. I don't know. I haven't I haven't paid enough attention. Mm. But, um, but I do want to see that Man of Tomorrow. The there's a Superman feature that dropped same weekend after um, DC Fandom, and mm. I want to see that. Is it Fandom or Fandom? Because there's an E after it, so I presume Dome. it's Fandom. As in, like, Thunderdome, you know? Thunderdome! It's like an event. Anyway, um, I've I've liked all the the one, the DC Universe features I've bought and paid for and watched. I've enjoyed. Oh, you mean the... The the, animated ones. The animated ones. Mm -hmm. And, and, see, it's interesting to me. Um, They did Judas Contract, finally. Yeah, they did that years ago, I think. Well, it's weird, because Judas Contract was supposed to... Here's the amusing part. Jewish contract was supposed to be Jewish contract was supposed to be one of the first ones they ever did, and they backed it off and backed it off and backed it off for like years to the point of where everybody everybody was like, "We're never getting it, are we?" Um, and it was interesting because they changed up some characters. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It wasn't great. Um. And it's unfortunate because it might be the closest we get to a decent Titans of anything. Um, although, I don't know, maybe the live action is there. I, I am curious to see what happens to some of these shows that were the live action DC Universe shows now that they're getting moved over to HBO Max. I've heard nothing about Doom Patrol Season yeah. 2. I don't know if it's doing well. I hear it's, I don't know. I hear it's good. Right, I haven't heard anything. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Jack Reacher, the Mission Impossible guy, but it's Hawk from Titans. Um, right. I don't care about Mission Impossible. I just don't. No, he's that's he's not yawn. the Mission Impossible guy. Isn't Jack that's Reacher? Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher is something else. That's another Tom Cruise thing. Okay. I think that's I not else. Mission Impossible. But, but yeah, I, I don't. That's another one of those franchises that I don't care yeah, a lot I don't, about. Yeah, I just simply don't care. But it's funny because to me, 
like I said, the only thing that I found interesting was, okay, so is the guy who played Hank Hall and plays Hawk going to do two shows? I can't imagine he's doing both shows, uh, which makes me think, hmm, does that mean he's getting writ- written off of Titans or is mm-hmm. Titans ending after season three or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe HBO Max is like, hey, yeah, you know what? We don't. I kind of laugh because to me, here's an example of where rather than promote the stupid Justice League movie, if you took the 20 or 30 million, maybe more that you're going to spend on Justice League and put it towards Titans you could have a legit good superhero show on your network for time for for a longer period of time to come. Instead, they'd rather throw it towards Zack Snyder and this Justice League thing. It's it's kind of silly. Well, the figure maybe that um, taking advantage of Marvel um, sorting their shit out because now with Endgame and the coronavirus, that's thrown Phase Four up in the air. Yeah. So now DC be all like, ha ha, now's our chance to jump into action and yeah, fix, jump into ac- fix yeah, the jump Justice into- League. Yeah, except you're really not fixing the Justice League. You're just letting him do whatever the hell he wants. I, I will say the one thing that came out of Fandom was, you know, they talk about now that DC is a, the, the DC movies from Warner Brothers are a multiverse. So we're going to do whatever yeah, we want. But yeah, certain films might fall in with, certain films may fall into the DC extended universe, so, but there are there are times that some of these films won't, and yeah. and and we're okay, and it, they can be standalone their own thing. Yeah. And I think DC is good with that. I think that's the way to right. go. Right. Well, I I think for them it's going to be the way to go because of how poorly they did with this to begin with. Yeah. You know they didn't they didn't want to take the time that Marvel they didn't did. want to take yeah. the time and they didn't want to take the risks that. Marvel did back in the day with Paramount, which is that could all not work. You know that Iron Man movie could have bombed, and then we'd and we have and we could yeah we could be having a really different conversation. Yeah. Right? They took a big risk on that Iron Man movie, um, and it worked. And then they took risks on a Thor movie that really in reality, I mean, was anybody clamoring for a Thor movie except for for comic book Just people? Just the diehard, you know. right? Nobody was clamoring for that. But again, they made a solid movie. You know, um, Captain America. I was surprised in the beginning it didn't make more money. Because Captain America is more well-known than Iron Man or Thor. But again... And then they're like, we're going to redo the Hulk again? After that John Woo yeah. thing? That was less than stellar? With Eric, with Eric Banana. Yeah. Or whatever his name is. Benet or... Yeah, and they, and they did yeah. that, and it went eh. But, I mean, there's the point I'm getting at. That's the point we're getting right. at, which Where is, before Marvel... there was an Avengers movie, there were, before there was an Avengers movie, there's what? Two Iron Man movies, one Captain America movie, a Thor movie. And a Hulk. And a Hulk movie. That's five movies. Before you get them all together. Right. Where in Thor, you're introduced to Hawkeye, and in Iron Man 2, you're introduced to Black Widow. Right. And then you get the, the iconic six from the MCU. Right. Where, versus, versus... Versus okay. one, versus uh, Man of Steel and BVS, and now they think they can just throw Justice League together. Right. And you, and essentially, you sort of 
so you created a Batman versus Superman movie. You sh- you threw Wonder Woman into it. Okay, you sort of showed us in there a little bit of Aquaman, a little bit of Flash, a little bit of Cyborg, because there's that file that Bruce finds. Yeah, which is all like posted like like a post credit scene, uh, sandwiched into the middle of the film. Right. You know, to try to build that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you do a Wonder Woman film that's phenomenal, but ironically, doesn't really move you all that much forward in any way with the other characters. Yeah, and then the Aquaman it, movie is super successful, right? But that's after the Justice. That's movie. after JL, yeah. Right. So I kind of laugh because it's like, what if the Aquaman movie had been before the Justice League? Hmm. And and now you have okay. You have a successful Wonder Woman movie. You had a successful Aquaman movie. Um, although, in fairness, the reason why Aquaman was successful, and people don't want to talk about this, is suddenly they finally got, you know, Jeff Johns finally got an opportunity to do what he wanted to do. All those other movies were in the can. And I kind of laugh because Zack Snyder gets credit a lot for, you know, that movie. And it's like, no, it's not. That is not, or James, you know, James Wan gets some credit, but you get the idea, which is, yeah, yeah, that was finally the first one after they had already filmed all this other stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, yes, I do laugh because it's like, yeah, if they, they just, you know, Warner wanted, Warner was sold on the idea that they wanted to do it faster. They wanted to do it faster. They wanted a Justice League movie and they wanted to do it now and they didn't want to have to establish characters. And Zack Snyder told them that he could do it. And then Jack had to leave because of personal reasons, because of a uh, personal right. like right. a family right. health crisis or whatever. So they brought in Joss Whedon, get in the the Avengers guy. Yeah, well, and you know, just, yeah, just too the much studio manipulation, and right. just let the creators create. That's why you let Dave Floney and John Favreau do whatever the fuck they want, and then we'll get right. some really good content. Well, that, and, and in fairness, you know, it's interesting because there's that story about, you know, if you watch the first Iron Man movie, there's some hints that it looks like they might go towards the Mandarin at parts, you know, like there there are some times where it looks like they might go towards the Mandarin. And initially they were talking about the Mandarin as the villain for the first movie. And there's that story that's been out there for that was out there that they brought in a lot of the writers' room from Marvel from Marvel Comics to see what was going on and take a look at the story. And Mark Miller, the guy who wrote who you know write wrote Kingsman and, and Kick Ass and Wanted and wrote so and essentially he's the one who created Civil War that Marvel used for the mm-hmm. Captain America movie. It was I mean, like in the mid two thousands, I it was right Civil in the mid two thousands. Yeah, you know. Um, Miller basically looked at the thing and said this ain't gonna work you're not gonna be able to make this work and they changed villains Stain wasn't supposed to be the villain for the first movie it was supposed to be the Mandarin they were supposed to build towards Stain Stain suddenly became the villain in the first movie and it because it made sense it worked better yeah it did and Iron Man 1 is like to my 
my personal judgment, I think it's one of the best superhero origin films of all time. I mean, it's right, right. up there with the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Deadpool. And, of course, the 78 um, Christopher Reeve Superman. So, anyway, so, I mean, the comic writers, yeah, they, they got together and they said, no, don't... Uh... Well, and the other thing is, is, here's the thing. They listened to the comic book writers. Yeah. They listened to the comic writers versus... Versus, when, Warner, versus, versus Warner Brothers saying, well, no, no. They, it goes, and it goes earlier than that. That whole Green Lantern movie. Oh, where, yes, Ryan Reynolds. Where, where, where... where you know, they stopped listening to the writers. Yep. And, and there are all kinds of stories out there about how Jeff Johns is like, don't do that. And they're like, no, we think we know what we're doing. And it's like, okay. And, and it's like, you shouldn't do that. It's like, yeah, but we're going to sell like 15 toys of this this way. And they're like, no, no you're not. <laughs> and they wouldn't listen to him. And they did their thing because their comment was, we know about movies. You don't know about movies. You know about comic books. How'd that go? Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so you have anything else? Or are we about... Uh, I don't know that we have a... Anything else? Any other news you posted to the Squares Around Table Facebook page that might nothing be of interest? That I mm-hmm. think, nothing that I think is... Um, Nothing that I can think off the top of my head that isn't something that we could save for news of the square. Okay. As is part of the I mean the only other thing I can think of is it's on Venture Brothers, I guess you just posted this uh yeah, just I now. Just Venture Brothers has been cancelled. Right. I got a friend of mine who's a big Venture Brothers fan and he's Yeah, I think that, I think I think that's who, who he's put the big just the sad face. Yes. Yeah, the uh, sad face. He's distraught, yeah. I was not a big fan. I mean, I've watched it when it was on Adult Swim some nights, but I don't know what's going on. It's, yeah. Yeah, I stopped a long time ago. It's an acquired taste, but it's not for me, but it's sad that, you know, a lot of the fans have, you know, never got uh, some closure. I'm sorry. I forgot about this. It's sort of political, but we're going to, so I'll try to steer away from the political parts of it, but I guess... The cast of The Princess Bride is going to reunite to do a virtual table reading. They're going to read the script? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. For It's a one-night benefit for the, the, the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Um, and they're going to do a virtual Q&A moderated by Patton Oswalt. It's going to be the 13th. So that would be this coming Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time. Is there a um, website? You yeah. You can listen to or listen, whatever. I think there, I think it, it says you can RSVP at act blue. Um, okay. Yeah. The All interesting right. question that I'm, I'm hearing is um, people are wondering, it's funny when I dropped this on my personal, my personal wall, the question that I saw the most was great. Who's going to play Who's going to do Andre the Giants part? And I'm like, I wasn't thinking about that. Who would read Andre's part? It's funny. Certain people seem to want Schwarzenegger, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. You need someone with a Slavic accent of some kind. You need something, somebody with a that kind of, not just maybe a 
you know, just a big guy. I don't know. Well, it's funny because my first reaction was, okay, go get the big show from the WWE. <laughs> but he actually had, and, and like somebody says, like, why is it visual or is it, is it, is it table reading? You don't need a guy because he looks like a jock because you need another giant. I remember back in the day, Andre was barely able to get some of his lines out. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That doesn't, uh. But yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. Without without Andre the Giant, it's, like, eh, it's kind of sad. But I guess the rest of the whole cast is reunited. I mean, even like yeah, Humperdinck and Billy Crystal and yeah, I'm surprised. And it, obviously, it's like... a political thing. So you know, you get we. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah. that too much, but I do think it's amazing that they're getting back to do a table yeah. read, and it's... then they're doing this Q and A. So I'd be interested cool. in the Q and A. Of course, I think Carrie always wrote a book called as you wish like his his experiences on the set of the Princess bride he might I mean, have carrie's done a couple other films but he's best known as you know wesley yeah yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to we kind of need to go over well i guess we'll do this here um so i kind of thought we were going to be done with wap this week <laughs> and then it's still the number one song in the country. Don't forget Hooray. that. Did you then, then someone decided it was important that Gilbert Godfrey give it a try. And if you thought so then, the Ben then Sh- they, oh god. So if you thought the Ben Shapiro thing was great, the Gilbert Godfrey thing is even better. And of course, the original version, there's no music, so it's just him reading it. Right. And and it was good, but my only reaction I had when watching it was, I need the music. And sure enough... The internet the, provides. The internet provides. <laughs> and, and I'm like, there we go. That's what I was missing. And then I showed you the other one that's just awesome, which is they do him with Cardi B doing a duet of WAP and they changed the music bed to a whole new world from from Aladdin. Aladdin. And it's just and he plays the the parrot that he did yeah, in uh, Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, and it's just. I mean, I don't know if it's you want to sit there and say somebody has too much free time or somebody is a friggin' genius because that thing a is bit of great. both. <laughs> yeah, a little bit yeah, of both. Yeah. Because that thing is great. Um, I was like, I'm well, like, yeah, yeah like you get your crazy actor or whatever. I was like, um, because I'm, I'm reading on this Facebook page of um, the mm. Star Trek memes. <clears throat> Apparently, in um, Fifty Shades of Grey, um, the female character—I forgot her name—is the, the the female lead. Um, Apparently, John she Johnson says, daughter. "Whatever um, the." Dakota Johnson. Yeah. It's John Johnson's daughter, Whatever. by the way. Um, she says, oh my, a lot in the book. Mm-hmm. So there are ex- excerpts that George Takei read uh, because of the famous. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. my. I see this now. Yes. That's that's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the person who's smart enough to do the remix where you put Ben Shapiro, Cardi B and Gilbert Gottfried all on the same track. I don't think the world is ready for that. I'm sure it's happening. Because you know it's coming. It's it's yeah, it's it's inevitable. With the music and 
it'll be freaking song of, the, song of the year. Can't wait um, till wait to see, can't wait to see uh Cardi B uh shaking her thing at the Grammys to this song because Well, you know that won't get picked. Well, at least or maybe at the AMAs. The AMAs. The AMAs yeah. you'll see it. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and it's funny because the timing of the song is too recent, so you didn't see it at the VMAs. Right. But yeah, I, I imagine, I, I imagine the American Music Awards. Although, God, how do you do that song on national television? A lot of bleeps, a lot of uh, a lot of bleeps. You can't even do the whole song. You can't even do the song. <laughs> well, not my problem. Swipe your, swipe your <laughs> nose like a credit card. Yikes. <laughs> a national TV? Yeah. Although then again, they're playing it on the FCC. If they're playing it on the radio on the FCC on on major radio stations, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't checked. I have no idea if it's getting played on radio stations and how. Like I don't know how iHeart's handling that at all. Yeah. It's got to be their most re- got to be their most requested song, and I'm like, don't know how they're handling that one. Can't say, can't exactly say wet ass pussy yeah. on, you know. We can, our we, show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got no problem with it. Um, but I don't know. And let me ask you this: because I got into a debate with somebody about this, where they were like, "It's so blatant in our children and all this stuff." Would you rather that it be obvious, or would you rather it be like afternoon delight? Or turn in Japanese, where there's it's subtlety, and you got to figure out from your friends at school what it's about. Right, right. It's just the songs today; they lack subtlety. Right. You know, like even like uh, what? uh, Remember that Katy Perry song, Peacock. I mean, that's you can't get less subtle than that, pretty much. Well, I mean, like for example, I mean, I remember being a kid, being like eight or nine. I'd sing that turn in Japanese song at the top of my lungs. Okay. Loudly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And looking back on it now, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. there are people who knew what the real meaning was looking at me, this eight year old kid singing this song at the top of his lungs, like dying of laughter. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know. I thought they were dying of laughter. Cause just cause I can't sing worth a damn. Yeah. No, they're dying of laughter. Cause an eight year old singing about masturbation. Right. <laughs> At the top of his lungs. And I'm like, you know, I got to tell you, I think I'd like to have known versus finding out like. Ah, let 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 the kid be a kid for a while longer. Thank you. Okay. I mean, don't you don't have to tell an eight year old what it is. It's not. I just think it's I, I guess it's not so much that it's I'd almost rather it just be out there than. Okay, I'm singing this song that later on I found out. Yeah, that's know, what like, you know. At least we'll wait until the end of junior high. I mean, come on. Right, let, let... Uh, no, I don't mean that way. I mean in terms of like the okay, I'm singing this song that I don't realize yeah, the lyrics kids, are what they are. Kids hear you know they later... see the song title. No, it's not about a a cat who got caught in the rain. It's uh, it's different. Right. Well, no. I mean, like afternoon delight. Okay, afternoon delight can be anything. Well, that's what that's what schoolyard talk is about. 
Right. And, and that's things we learned on the schoolyard that mom and dad didn't uh, tell us. Uh, right. But, you know, this is after, I don't know. Sometimes with these things, when I found out about them, it was like ten, like 10 years ago. <laughs> like not 10 years ago, like 10 years after I was like singing it, like looking like an idiot. And I'm like, did I really have to look like an idiot? Uh, you know, now you look back at it. Uh, like, ignorance fucking, is bliss. That's fucking embarrassing. I say, I, you know, I'm thinking about it as like eight year old. I remember when I was, I remember one time when I was little and I was reading a Charlie Brown comic and mm-hmm. it was a book, like a little paperback of a bunch mm-hmm. of like peanuts comics. And some of those words, you know, they get quite cerebral and like, you know, you, mm-hmm. kids still don't know what the word means through contact context. So I went up to my parents and my parents, the neighbors were over and I came up to my mom and dad. I said, mom and dad. Uh, what this word? I don't know what it means. Uh, what what does ignorant mean? And they just laughed, and they wouldn't answer my question. So I just had to stomp off. Like you're not helping, oh, God, and they just yeah. kept laughing. So like, ignorance is bliss. I guess until you find out that you were you were uh, anyway. Yeah. I guess that 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 to me, I'd rather go the other way. It's like okay. I know what the words are. They're bad words. It's a it's it's a song about this. I'm not saying that I need to know that the, that song at eight years old. I'm just saying I'd rather not be like find out like ten years later that I was literally embarrassing myself singing this song out loud at the top of my lungs. Like, uh, well, that's when you get the older brother's friend or the sister's friend or whatever. That's like, uh, you know what that's about, kid? Yeah, let me tell you. No, you know, no, you know what happens today to that kid? Hold on a second. He gets trolled on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hold on, hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. I want you to say that again. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me get my phone. Yeah, right. Let me tape that. Exactly. So I can put it on the internet and make a shitload of money right. and downloads. Don't worry, kid. You're going to be famous in about five minutes. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just... Uh, okay, mm. so... They find us on Instagram. They find us on Twitter. They find us on Facebook. They find us. They don't find us on LinkedIn. We don't do that. And they find us, and it is S O R T or no, okay. S O T R T podcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Click the bell, subscribe. You know, when you get new content. Our other show will be later in the week. News of the Squared. Shout out to Scott. Scott! Shout out to Ivan. Ivan. Well, I was not going to shout. I, my okay. thought process: we should don't we shout, shout out to out Ivan to because Ivan, Ivan probably he's doesn't not listen. Here. No, you know it's not even that. I, if anything, we had like a sound effect for crickets or a tumbleweed. That'd be great. <laughs> can you do tumbleweeds on? All right, we can download our show on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and send us an email. Already posted the email, but we appreciate you listening. And of course, we'll catch you next time. For Jeff, this is Mike. Signing off. Good night, farewell, and WAP. Good luck. I guess. Good luck and WAP. Swipe your nose like your credit card out there. <laughs>